ladies and gentlemen, to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for your health and athletics. She's won two Australian Trail Championships, a 24-hour track race, and many, many more races, as well as participated in the notorious Barkley Marathons. So she knows her stuff. And now, since she's raced all over the world, she's bringing all that knowledge and giving it to you so you can become a better performer as a whole. So make sure to continue to tune into the Peak Endurance Podcast to get your body right, your mind right, and your health on point. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I hope your running and training is going well. And if you're in Australia, you're enjoying the cold weather and we seem to be having a lot of it. Well, it's been a busy couple of weeks for me. I ran the 42K at Wandy Cross. I ran this just as a training run and to have fun. I wanted to enjoy racing again without any pressure and boy, I did. It was great. I loved the course, steep climbs, runnable downs most of the time. Some were steep and slippery downs that ended up with me sliding on my butt for a change. So much fun. I've also been seeing Luke from Health and High Performance, uh, who you will know as the show sponsors, and he has been helping me heaps with uh, an ongoing issue with my femoral nerve um, that ends up, you know, feeling it in my quad that flared up during my DU attempt, and it was with his help that I was able to actually run at Wandy Cross. Nerves are tricky to deal with, but with Luke's help, I managed to get there and to run the race, which was awesome. Next up, Ron and I are going to be sweeping the Surf Coast Trail Marathon this weekend. So look out for us there and make sure you say hello. Thank you so much to Mel Tech, who gave the podcast five stars and said, for every runner, I've been running on and off for over 10 years. I'm not elite, just someone who runs for my health, fitness and enjoyment. I recently found Isabel and I can honestly say her podcasts and personalized programs are for everyone of every fitness level and ability. It makes running accessible to anyone. She makes everyone feel like their running goals are achievable, inspirational. Thank you so much, Mel. I appreciate your review as always. I loved it and wanted to say that I actually find all the clients that I work with themselves inspirational as they work hard to achieve their goals. And I love working with clients doing that. It's just, you know, I feel the achievement too. Now, onto the main part of the podcast. And this week, I will be talking to you about mental toughness, training for ultra running. Gosh, I get tongue tied sometimes. No, there is nothing more frustrating than knowing that you didn't race to your potential because of pre-race nerves and anxiety. Whether it comes from the fear of looking bad, the fear of being beaten by someone we shouldn't, fear of failure, fear of the course, fear of being judged, or the fear and worry, a lot of the times it's just general worry of not meeting up to our own expectations and goals. These thoughts and their secondary emotions can leave us frazzled and fatigued before we even start running, which obviously we're not going to get our best performance then, are we? It doesn't have to be this way. You need to know that mental toughness is learned. It's not an inherited thing. It's not something you were born with. It is something you develop over time. 
people see me as mentally tough and and I guess I am but only because of my life up till now I've had to develop mental toughness as part of my life and my running now let me be clear not only is mental toughness not inherited or a genetic thing it is also not a personality trait it doesn't matter if you're introverted or extroverted in fact I used to be incredibly introverted and it doesn't matter if you're dynamic or reserved you can all achieve a high level of mental toughness it doesn't matter who you are now there are some skills however that you will need to learn to become mentally tough I will just generally outline these now, but if you want to dive into these deeper and learn more about how to achieve these goals, these skills, sorry, um, and, and thus your goals with practical and actionable strategies, make sure you get along to my mental toughness workshop coming up in mid-July with more details at the end of the pod. Okay, firstly, you need to be self-motivated and self-directed. Basically, you have to want your goals for yourself, not to please others or not because that's what everyone else is doing. You are not being forced to do this. You compete because you love it. That's the mindset you should have. This is where you really need to work on your goals and your why. <clears throat> These two will keep you focused on your training and workouts so that you are ready for race day. They will also keep you motivated and driven throughout the race and through the hard training season. Next, you are confident in your own abilities. Confidence is the combination of self-belief and realistic positivity that gives us a large degree of certainty that we can achieve our goals. High confidence gives us rose-tinted glasses and help us stay calm and relaxed under pressure. It also allows us to be persistent in the face of problems or difficulties or once again through those long training months. Confidence comes from doing all the things in the lead up to get you into the best possible shape, which includes mental shape as well as physical shape. Confidence benefits us by making us braver about taking on new challenges, increases our commitment to those challenges, helps us stay calm, have better race strategies and actually follow them, and allows us to feel more in control. But no one has unlimited and unbreakable confidence. It needs to be to build up over time and be worked on constantly. And I have some uh, strategies for that too at the workshop. We will take a short break to thank our sponsors and hear from another happy client. Hi, I just wanted to share some of my experience that I had from being coached by Isabel at Peak Endurance. She's really passionate when it comes to running and where it can take you, and it gets really invested in your success. Also found the program to be very specific to the goals that I had, and by tapping into her experience and knowledge meant I had the confidence that I was going to achieve what I'd planned out. Every session that I did had some sort of purpose behind it, so there was no time wasted. Another benefit was that I found was listening to her podcast and following her social media page and being part of the groups. What's shared is really beneficial and motivating. I couldn't recommend her more, so thank you, Isabel. Thanks for all you do. 
So you like running, but you're feeling pain or irritation and you can't enjoy it like you once did. Or worse, your performance has taken a big hit. Now you're reminiscing on the good times where the wind blew past your ears, nature looked lovely as you passed it. What are you waiting for? Go and visit the specialist at Health and High Performance. With the latest in technology and a wealth of experience, the team at Health and High Performance can help you with all your running injury and performance needs. Let's get you back to doing something you love with the results you're capable of. Head over to healthhp.com.au slash run, or you can find them on Instagram at Health High Performance. Health and High Performance are located in Mount Albert, Melbourne, but are available for telehealth appointments not only Australia-wide, but also around the world. So contact them now on their website to find out more. Next, we need to be able to concentrate and focus on the important things as we lead up to and go to our race and actually race. So many things call for our attention when racing, other competitors, the course, weather, course markings or lack thereof, and where we're going, our effort levels, the grind beneath our feet so we don't trip, when we should eat, how much we should eat, making ourselves eat, and so on. When trying to concentrate in a race, we are asking our brain to choose what is or isn't relevant for us to know and focus on in that moment, whilst at the same time blocking out unhelpful or unnecessary distractions. That's a lot of work. And humans naturally only focus for about five seconds at a time. Can you believe it? So we are actually asking a lot of our brains for these ultras that go for a very long time. Being able to concentrate is a skill just like any other athlete, any other element that an athlete needs to learn. Concentration is basically the athlete's ability to apply deliberate mental effort and focus on what is most important in any given situation so they can therefore zone in on the most relevant aspects to be able to perform as required. Having a high level of concentration on the correct elements is a differentiating factor between the more successful athletes and the less successful athletes. Concentrating is harder, obviously, when you are fatigued or when you're feeling nervous and stressed. So it's important to really learn how to develop this skill well before race day. Once again, I've got lots of strategies for that. Now, race day can elicit a huge number of emotions, some of them helpful and some of them not so much. How these emotions affect you is based on your emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence has been found to positively impact sport performance. It is the difference between thoughts such as, I'm so stupid, why did I do that, compared to, oops, I think I need to try a new tactic, or I think I'll change what I'm doing. Emotional intelligence helps us monitor and reason with our emotions so we can think and act logically, and that's what's important is the logical part. Things that can affect our ability to do so are negative self-talk, expectations that are generally external or unrealistic ones, perfectionism, an athlete's emotional evaluation of their own self-worth, which isn't always correct, as we certainly know, self-sabotage and superstition. There are many strategies that I teach in my workshop to help you overcome these behaviours. Another skill to develop as an athlete is becoming braver. To achieve big, we need to risk big, but risk and putting ourselves out there is scary. We are opening ourselves up to possible failure, judgment of others, 
although really is it but we just feel that and possible disappointment in ourselves or maybe we feel from others what if we put in lots of time energy and effort into something and we still fail some unhelpful ways athletes deal with this thought process is self-sabotage and staying within their comfort zone so they don't try as hard as they could because then they've got an excuse kind of thing however if we want to do well we have to leave our comfort zone this can be scary and so it helps to know our fears then put strategies in place to extend them so that we don't feel the fear quite so early or with quite the same things Athletes sometimes try to protect themselves from failure by engaging in self-sabotage behaviours such as procrastination, you know, putting off workouts, not stretching or doing strength work when we know that we should, not pushing um, as hard in a workout to the level that we know we should. And, you know, we've talked about overdoing it too, eating badly and so on. To become braver, athletes also need to focus on performing well rather than just avoiding performing badly. A small tweak to your focus that has a huge impact to your performance. An important mental toughness skill also is the ability to push harder. We've all heard about the central governor theory, I'm, I'm sure you have, and, and that's the concept where it is the brain stopping us from going harder, even though the body is still capable of more. And this is a self-protective mechanism to um, stop us hurting our bodies, but generally we can push a bit harder without doing that. So to push ourselves harder, we need to increase our motivation or reduce our perception of effort in the moment. Feeling competent in running will help with this. And um, other than training, there are other activities that can help with this. We also need to minimise our mental fatigue leading up to a race or a hard workout. And there's lots of other useful strategies that can help with this too that you can use even on race day. Learning from race day is another helpful strategy for developing mental toughness. No one enjoys losing, whatever that means to you, or not reaching your race goal, but no one can win everything all the time. Nobody. And if every goal we set was easier to, to achieve, what would be the challenge in that? Well, there would be no challenge. So we can either sulk about it or use it as an opportunity to learn. And I know you all agree with me which one's better. If we focus on races as learning experiences, whether they go well or not, we are also focused on process rather than outcome goals. And we all know that's better. Each race should be seen as a step on your journey to becoming a better athlete. In this way, we replace the thought, I can't, with I can't yet. I've used that a lot in education and it's helpful here too. Of course, it also helps to celebrate our successes and learn from those, which may even come in a race that we did not achieve our goal. There can be still positives in that lot. Finally, it is important to learn how to cope with setbacks so they do not completely derail us. This is another hallmark of mental toughness. As we all know, setbacks in running are inevitable. Injuries happen, family issues arise, a race is postponed and so on or the course has changed, whatever it is, we get lost out there. These setbacks can seem catastrophic in the moment, but generally are not as serious as they first appear. Managing your mindset to cope with these sorts of disruptions is vital. Learning to read and listen to your own body and developing coping strategies to deal with difficult situations will help you as even with brilliant planning and the best of intentions, we can suffer from setbacks and injuries. So there you go. That is a basic outline of what I will cover in a great deal more depth at my Mental Toughness for Ultra Running workshop. I will be giving you easy to implement, actionable strategies 
to help you become a mentally tough and more mentally resilient runner. Your outlook on racing and performances will improve. All this in a 90-minute to two-hour workshop, I don't know, we'll see around about that. I like two hours or allow extra because there's time for questions at the end as well as time for a cup and a catch-up as well. So check out my website for all the registration details. Seriously, you do not want to miss this. This will be a great learning experience and lots of fun too. Now, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it was informative and you got a bit out of that as well. If you are interested in coaching, check out my website and email me, isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au. Also, don't forget to follow me on all the usual socials at Insta or Facebook, which is Peak Endurance Coaching, or you can follow me personally, Isabel Ross with an O. And if you want to get on my email list, and I recommend it if you want to get interesting newsletters with exercises, recipes, and articles, head to my website, peakendurancecoaching.com.au, and just um, add your address to that. Also, please do me a solid and hit the subscribe button on your preferred podcast platform. A review like from Mel would be mighty helpful and really kind of you too because I do love your support. Wherever you are in the world at the moment, have an awesome day or evening or night, whatever time it is. Have fun out there on the roads and trails. Be safe and I will catch you soon. Don't forget to say hi if you see me out there.